gentle. What an amazing word. Not necessarily a word that most people would think of when they think about themselves. Yet the Bible tells us it is one of the characteristics that every man should reflect in their lives. So let's talk about gentleness up next on Bible Bros and Groove. a little more energy than that. Really? I could tell Ryan was thinking it. I'm just saying what he was thinking. <laughs> oh. I was thinking, um, can you tilt your camera down a little bit? Boink. Your headspace is for days. <laughs> can you a little, a little bit more? There we go. Oh, much better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. phenomenal. I feel like I'm slouching. Okay. No slouch. Shoulders back. Okay. Look at the white hair. This is totally. This is the undershirt to my button-up shirt that I wore for training today. (laughs) This is perfect. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bible Bros and Brew. My name is Philip, and with me is the illustrious David. And I hope I'm pointing the right way. Yes. And down below on the wheels of steel is Ryan. Yes, yes. We are here uh, continuing on in the series about advice for young men. We've been approaching it from the scripture in 1 Timothy 6, and we'll get to it in a minute, but we've been talking about these different qualities that Paul mentioned in 1 Timothy 6 when he was advising Timothy. He was saying, hey, Timothy, flee from all this bad stuff and run towards these things. And then he lists these different things, righteousness, gentleness, so forth, so on. It's all there. So we're going to jump into the topic specifically of gentleness. There it is right there on on the screen. It says here, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. So run from all these evil things. Pursue instead righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. And before we uh, go too much further, I do want to say I encourage you guys to go back and listen to the the previous uh, podcast or watch the previous videos of the podcast. Uh, get some background on some of the things we've been talking about. We've basically taken a video or or a a session per topic to address these different words that are in 1 Timothy 6. But before we get too far down the road, we always have to kick it off with what is in the cup. So I'm actually going to go with Ryan. You tell us, please. What's going on, everybody? Today, I've got a uh, little um, Pike's Place. Okay. Is that a Seattle situation there? Pike's Place or something like that? It is. Okay. It's a Starbucks blend. Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you said the S word. Nice. Nice. Nothing wrong with the S word, Ryan. Nothing wrong at all. It's not not a dirty word in in our in this studio. So so David, how about you, sir? What's happening in the cup there? Tonight I'm trying something new, something called Noni's Blend. So you can see uh, that. Chocolate. And it's called Chocolatey. Nice. So uh, this happens to be a K-Cup. I brew lots of times, but... We do forgive you. Tonight was a K-Cup. 
Forgive me if you hold that against me. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, just a solid chocolate. It's nice and warm on the way down, oddly enough. And uh, I've taken the bulletproof ap- approach here. So I've got a little butter in my coffee tonight. What? Yeah, and it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's almost like adding creamer. Wow. Uh, to your That's coffee. very European. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm enjoying myself immensely. It's not quite Paris, but we are close. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's like Paris beta version or something like that. Or, or right. Not the full <laughs> version yet, but just the beta version. So, right. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, Paris, uh, in- Georgia. <laughs> yeah, Paris, there is a Rome, Georgia, so why not a Paris? In uh, Athens, Georgia. In Athens as well. So. Oh, man, we need to start a town. Yeah. Unincorporated Paris, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Population 305. All right. <laughs> but um, in my cup, uh, you guys know me enough to know that it's going to be Peregrine. Oh, yeah. Uh, tonight is no different. Uh, I'm drinking their Ethiopian blend. It nice. is awesome. It's called Ethiopian Wote Conga. Yes. Okay, you're making crap up. Now. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, <laughs> just drink it. I do not create the titles, but uh, but yeah, good stuff. It actually has notes of blueberry in it, believe it or not. And I'm not even yeah. a fruity coffee guy, but this one is different, man. It it's different. So you almost <laughs> clicked on the end of that too. These were you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going down that road with you, David. I'm, I'm leaving you right there. I can go, and I think we all know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So anyway, on to on to biblical topics. Um, we have we were talking about. Uh, the Advice for Young Men series is what we've been in the middle of here. And mm-hmm. this particular episode, we're focusing on that word gentleness. And it comes from, of course, what we uh, saw in First Timothy 6, when it says, But you are a man of God, run from all these evil things, pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. What a odd word on the end of that list. When we think gentleness, most of us who are dudes, you know, we're like, uh, you know, gentle, okay, whatever. But there's actually a, a biblical, the, the, the biblical understanding and the biblical concept of gentleness is far beyond what we, I guess, the common notions of gentleness are. And mm-hmm. I definitely want us to dig into that. Um, I know, Ryan, I believe you have a, a definition for it in your uh, Bible software there. I do. Yeah. So um, and, uh, in case you just want to know what this is, is a free uh, tool that we often use it's called BibleHub.com. And uh, yes. um, but this is the uh, in the strongest concordance. Um, you know, the definition of the word is gentleness and it's used to describe or, you know, give the connotation of mildness and gentleness. But it's the it's really the helps word study that that brings this word to life of kind of the translation from the Greek to the English and how the Greeks used it um, in their writings and in their in their language and, and speaking and all of that. 
in particularly particularly where we see meekness or gentleness here from um uh this scripture in first Timothy six. Um it says the first half of the word uh parietis is is a feminine word and it emphasizes uh the divine origin of meekness mm. meekness or gentle strength which wow. ex- which uh expresses power with reserve and gentleness so um Ooh, can, we we'll, just, can we just live there for a moment though yeah of course the expression of power through could you pull that back up again the expression of power through or power with reserve mm. and gentleness. My goodness. I just, I think that's, that's stocked and loaded because it implies that you have power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you choose to wield that power in a reserved and gentle way. Meaning, you know, you may have the power to ban the world, but when you reserve, when you employ reserve, you don't go banning everybody. You mm-hmm. find the the real root of the problem and you yep. deal with that problem. Or even when you find the problem, <clears throat> even though they may deserve no mercy, it's to extend mercy and gentleness even to those who don't deserve it, which is all of our story. We've been extended something that we were not deserving of. And God had every right to be extremely angry with us, to be absolutely through with us. But instead of using his power to condemn us, he employed reserve and gentleness and instead of condemning us, he convicted us and brought us around to this place where now we cry out, Abba, Father, and we consider him Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that part of this description. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's really, really good. Absolutely. So for, the, so for the believer, um, meekness it begins with the Lord's inspiration. So if you're going to have this reserve and gentle, the power with reserve and gentleness, this is how you do it is um, this gentle force begins with the Lord's inspiration and finishes by his direction and empowerment. Hmm. It is a finely balanced virtue that can operate only through faith. Wow. Some heavy thoughts there, man. <laughs> if you look at it, uh, how it says it begins with the Lord's inspiration and finishes by his direction and empowerment. What I see there is that you have to depend on the Holy Spirit to even operate in gentleness. Hmm. Um, and, right. and, for, and for many of us, gentleness may not be a trait that comes naturally to us. You know, there's there's people with all kinds of personality types out there. You've got some people who have very abrasive personalities. There's other people who are a little bit more shy, reserved, and possibly for them, it's easier to operate in what we perceive as gentleness. Either way it goes, 
uh, I mean, based on, on that definition, you have to depend on the Lord to really kind of balance you out either way. For the people who are more abrasive and they have that kind of take charge spirit, they're more, you know, assertive or aggressive. They have to depend on the Holy Spirit to help them kind of temper that. But then you've got the people who are unwilling to get out in front. They're much more passive and things like that. They have to depend on the Holy Spirit to come up a little bit to raise their level to where they they can display appropriate strength under control. I think both of those things kind of, uh, it just kind of shows to me both sides of it that divine balance is required and you can't get that any other way, but by the Holy spirit. That's good. Um, I think that's really good. That, that kind of just reminds me of maybe one of um, sometimes as we come in um, or not being gentle that some, one of our, one of the first signs of not being gentle or being too abrasive or whatever is the words that come out of our mouths. Mm. Especially, you know, when you see somebody that, that just is always, that's kind of the first line of defense for someone that um, maybe is insecure. And so the insecurity comes off as abrasiveness and um, yeah, is their words. And I think that's why Jesus says in Luke 12, 12, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. Because I like what you said. I believe you, what you said, Phil, is um, it's impossible to be gentle without the help of the Holy Spirit. There you go. Mm-hmm. Impossible to be gentle all of the time. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I think we can kind of muster up the strength when we need to be. But then when life gets pressing or our insecurities get exposed, then it can be pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, the words that come out of your mouth, <clears throat> that first line of, you know, trying to push people away, um, even the words that you say, the Holy Spirit will teach you uh, what to say at just the right time. Good stuff. So here, we, here we have another characteristic that is dependent upon, just like last week's, that's dependent upon our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. In order for us to execute it. Yeah. And I just I think that's uh I think that's amazing. And I, I like what you said, Philip. Uh it is strength under control. There you go. Strength yeah. under control. I think sometimes we even we might even doubt that we can function in in gentleness because we don't recognize our own power. Mm. And you don't, I don't think we see sometimes that every day in the different choices and decisions that we make, that we are exercising all kinds of power and authority to influence, impact, and affect people's lives. I mean, when you go through the line at Chick-fil-A, you have the power to influence that person's life. Yeah. Who you come in contact with when you're the boss at a job, you have the power to impact the people who work around you. When you're an employee, you have the power to impact your boss and your coworkers. You know, when you're a mom, you have the power to influence your children and children, their parents. I mean, it's just we are we work and function with so much more power and authority than we think we do that I think we overlook the necessity for gentleness 
yeah. or we miss the, its functionality in our day-to-day lives. That's so good. I, I was thinking about in, in terms of even with the young men, you know, as a young man, you're, you're coming into your place in the world, so to speak. You might be starting out and you're trying to figure out kind of how you fit as, as maybe a young adult. Maybe you just graduated college. Maybe, you're, you know, kind of in that space where you're, you know, it may be time to possibly start a family or, or kind of get serious about a relationship you might have been in for a while. And you're trying to figure out all these different possible paths. But no matter what, what route you choose. I don't think that the intention for uh, for the Lord for you is to to steamroll over everybody and everything to get what you want or what you think you need. This is why gentleness is so important. Uh, as young guys, you know we we want to prove ourselves to the world. A lot of times, we think that we're we're the guy that's going to set the world on fire. You know that's kind of our thing, and God wants to use that desire. He wants to use that that willingness that you have to just jump out there and get active and get busy. But at the same time, over time, the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, you have to let that guide you to to learn the balance of life to where you still take uh, take your time to to uh, apply the right season, the right actions in the right season. That's what I'm trying to say. You got to take the time to apply the right actions in the right season. and that is something that can only come, like David said, through your fellowship time with God, because it's during those times of prayer, during those times of Bible study, that he starts speaking to you about your life in general. And next thing you know, you're starting to get direction as far as, uh, you know what, maybe I should set up a meeting with so-and-so. Maybe I should check back up on this uh, this uh, uh, thing that I have in the fire over here, whatever it is. Uh, those types of, of things come by way of the Holy Spirit's direction and you go from being a person who's just out there throwing everything against the wall to see what sticks to somebody who can now focus because the Spirit of God has given you the things that are most important for you to focus on at the time. That's good, Philip. And right. can I can also say, just I want to throw another caveat here too, is as a man of God, one of the things that we as men, there's so many areas of life that we cover. But one of them is with your wife and children, because some of you young men are already husbands and dads. Mm-hmm. And talk about a practice ground for gentleness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a oh, practice ground to, to practice that, that, that restraint, that reserve, but with strength and with your wife, and with your children, to withhold that anger or that desire for an outburst mm-hmm. in order to give room for the Holy Spirit to come in and move in that situation and circumstance between you and your wife, you know, or you and your children. It's mm-hmm. just such a, it, this this life, especially if you're married and or have children, that this life is such a practice ground yes. for you to get really, really good at being gentle with them. And look, I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm the guy telling you that I hadn't got it figured out yet. <laughs> and I have been in this for a minute and it just takes work. Sometimes it takes the removing of your own selfishness. 
yeah. in order to get to that place because yeah. you don't want to. You don't feel like it. You're angry. You're hurt. All of these things are going on in you. And the last thing you're thinking about is gentleness. But what you what is in mind is power. I'm gonna take control of this situation. I'm gonna make sure this is my and it's all all of that, all of that are just opportunities for you to display God's gentleness. Yes. Which leads me to want to throw a question back at you guys is and it is when is it time to be gentle and when is it time to demonstrate power? Ryan, your thoughts. Uh, I think it's always time to do both. Um, as a as a true man, you have to... First of all, let me just say, go ahead and preach, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I felt something in my shana when you said that. <laughs> But it, if you're going to be a man of God, then you're a man of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And in the kingdom of God, it's um, full of tension and in a good way, meaning yeah. that, you know, Jesus, he came for for grace and truth, mm-hmm. for spirit and truth. He came, um, you know, with a double edged sword. So mm-hmm. so the, the whole kingdom is, is built on these tensions. And I think it's the same here with being meek. That it's it's that it is the tension of being gentle yet strong. Yeah. And so I think it's always, always time that you have to be ready for for both. And using I love that word, I love that word tension. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Because it's the tension that I think that keeps us um dependent on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's that tension of well, I need when when I'm talking to somebody, I need grace, but I also need the truth. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, we can do one or the other really well. We can either oh, oh brother, you just do whatever you want. You just, God's gonna forgive you. Just keep sleeping with your girlfriend. Or truth is okay. You're going to hell. You need to break up with you know. <laughs> it's it's grace and truth, and I think in order to have the proper balance of the conversation it's just not possible in our own strength and that's where you have to invite the holy spirit to come in yeah and that's where you see god really come alive and i think it's the same the same thing is true when when we're talking about being meek being um you know humble um is this this tension of being being okay i'm going to be gentle but i also might need to be a lion and um, and so how do I know how the mixture? I think we don't we can't really do that on our own. We need the power. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit to show us. And it's literally, you know, like you said, David, I'm in the same boat as you. I haven't figured it out entirely. But, um, you know, I try my best to rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm talking to a lot of people and. You know, I'm talking to customers, I'm talking to coworkers um, all day long, and it's not an easy industry. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I, sometimes I have to push back and I have to learn, okay, is this a time to push back or is this a time to listen? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, think, I think that really takes, you know, being aware of what the Holy Spirit is leading me to do. Thousand percent. That's really good, man. I, it makes me think of just how Jesus 
operated in his ministry. If you watch how he conducted himself in different environments, right? There were times when he was super merciful to some of the, honestly, the, the lowest people on the rung of society. He was super merciful and gracious to them. And yet over here with the Pharisees, he was absolutely brutal, you know, with how he. Well, rebuked. Sometimes in the same spaces, too. Yes. Literally would turn would go off on the Pharisees and turn around and love and heal the people. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And with everything that he did, you know, we know he depended on the Holy Spirit for his ministry. There's no doubt about that. So I believe it gives us a good picture of. You know, um, there, there's a scripture, and I, I, I hate that I didn't have it uh, prepared ahead of time, but it's in Proverbs, and it's in one of the translations in the voice translation, but it says, if you'll hearken to wisdom, and if you'll delay action until God's way is apparent, mm. then he'll guide you. I thought that was so good. Delay action until his way is apparent. Um Sometimes you, you need to just kind of feel it out, put your, your spiritual feelers out, if you want to call it that, and kind of, you know, press in to get the mind of God on a situation like, what is, you know, what would God have me do here? I know what my initial reaction wants to be. I know what my flesh might be telling me to do. I know all those things, but let me just pause for a second and see how, how might God, you know, how, how do I think God might want me to handle this? That takes prayer, you know? It may take, you know, just taking a few moments aside and, and find scripture that connects with what you're talking about or what you're thinking about. Those things help because what, what it does is it it makes room for you to hear from the spirit of God about what, what direction you might need to take. You know, this reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 10, 16, is he said to um, he's I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Yep. So you need to be as wise as a serpent and as Come harmless on. as a dove. Come that on. tension of of being strong yet gentle. Yeah. And um I think I think that I think that's how Jesus explains it, you know, perfectly in this, you know, you're a sheep and I'm sending you out as among as among wolves. And so as men, you need to be as wise or as shrewd as a serpent. And knowing he's out there to still call on gentleness as a characteristic. Right. Yeah, he sure did. Wow. That's awesome. I want to share a quote from something I read kind of as we start wrapping up. It says, masculinity is experiencing an identity crisis. Mm-mm-mm. Men do not know whether they are supposed to be soft guys, tough guys, or something in between. I think we need Men who have courage, especially courage in their convictions. True courage comes from security, and that is only found in the truth about Christ. That's, and that's Constantine Campbell. I loved in the beginning where he talks about how manhood is experiencing an identity crisis. Yeah, yeah. We 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 know that that's the case on what appear to what some would say are natural levels. Yeah. But even just setting that aside, just even masculinity within the church. Yeah. Yeah. And within the body of men that say they belong to Christ. What is, what is 
masculinity mm. and what part does gentleness play in that? I think one of the things, one of the big misconceptions, and this is something that that honestly has plagued church for years. I personally had to deal with it in my own life. It's this idea that to be a Christian man, you have to be a nice guy all the time. And what I mean by that is nice hiding behind niceness when you're really not even being honest with people. Mm. That to me is, is a plague on, on Christian men. And I know they get it from the idea, well, Jesus was nice. He was, you know, loving and caring and all that. And there are times in the Bible when that is evident, but there's also just as many times when he was very quick to rebuke and quick to tell the absolute truth to people. And so the best way I can describe it, and, and I got this from a, a book, actually I had to get a book on it because <laughs> I needed help, but it's a book called uh, No More Christian Nice Guy. It's an older book. It's been out for a few years, but the guy said there's a huge difference between being nice and being good. And I think we have to make that distinction in order to understand true masculinity. We have to understand true masculinity, biblically speaking, is being good, but not necessarily being nice. That's good. And to know that true masculinity comes from the Father. Yes. Men didn't create masculinity. God created masculinity. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I think this, um, I'm going to answer your question with a question. And that is, I guess we have to really just ask what would be the cost if you're not, um, if you're not gentle. Mm. And, and I think the cost, <laughs> the cost is, is that, um, and I mean, to true gentleness, what we're talking about, this tension of being strong yet, um, but mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think the cost is that, um, other people that have manipulative intentions will rise up and rule. Yeah. I think that you'll get, will get pushed to the wayside and become irrelevant. I mm-hmm. think that, um, immature and unwise people will begin to lead and to teach because wow. we were not truly gentle that we, because if you go too far to the extreme of being just brash and harsh, well, people will write you off as a narcissist. Yeah. And if you come off as too, too weak and meek and humble and, 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 and a nobody, then you'll be written off as, um, as you don't know anything and that you don't carry any sort of authority. And so I think you have to have this tension and I, you know, you know, to answer your question, David, I think, um, I think that that that's what we have to do is take account for the cost. You know, what we talked about last week, you don't build anything without accounting for the cost. That's what Jesus told us in that parable. Mm -hmm. You have to account for the cost. If you're not gentle, true gentleness. Yeah. And, and the cost is, is that, you'll you'll become irrelevant in your world, your family, and your business, and your ministry, everything that God's called you to do. So this is absolutely imperative to um, to to this true meekness, being powerful yet gentle. Yeah, that's good, Ryan. And we can see what you were saying already manifesting. Yeah. Right. We see it manifesting in the church. 
whether it's your local church, whether it's the global church, in some places, at least in this country, you can see there are other things happening in other places, but it's very evident that we're, we're looking for the real godly men. Yeah. And the only solution is to become one. There you go. Yeah, I, I would encourage you. Um, we don't have time to talk about it um, in this episode, but I would encourage you if you're watching, just do a quick little search on um, the student, at the, the Canadian student that stood up against transgenderism in his high school. He's a, he was a believer in Jesus. And just to summarize the story, he's a believer in Jesus and disagreed with um, the propaganda of transgenderism. Uh, so he felt like as a man, I need to stand up for the women and the young ladies in my high school. And so just go check out his story. It's, uh, it's very powerful. Good stuff. Good stuff. I want to leave you with one last scripture, and that's Galatians chapter 5. Did we go there already? Not yet. Galatians chapter 5. You know, Paul is talking to the people in Galatia. And he's talking about the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of this world. And he gives and lays out two different ways of living and what they produce. But in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, he comes and encourages us with this. He says, for the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. I really want to encourage you to develop these characteristics in your life. They are not only critical mass for your everyday living, but remember the promise here at the end. There is no law that can overcome these characteristics. There is no law against these things. Mm. Philip, any final words for you? I just wanted to reemphasize the fact that we, uh, I think Ryan totally illustrated it perfectly as far as it is a tension that we're dealing with when we talk about gentleness. It's something that requires balance. It's almost like a spiritual tightrope at times between the strength and the self-control understanding that gentleness is strength under control that, and I thought about this uh, when Jesus was getting arrested and the disciples, I think Peter would try to cut somebody's ear off and do this crazy thing. And Jesus told him, Hey, hold off. This is supposed to happen. It's all been prophesied. He said, don't you know that I could right now ask my father and he would send 12 legions of angels at my command. I mean, he was like, I have no problem getting help. <laughs> if if I need it. Uh, but he knew what his mission was. He knew what his assignment was. And he knew that it had to happen exactly as it was for him to carry out the work of redemption. So there there is a, a part of gentleness. It's knowing your identity in Christ, knowing who you are and your purpose. And it all kind of ties in together uh, for you to, to help you balance out that walk of gentleness, so to speak. That's good. Ryan, you have the final word and want to close us out. So we said, if you're going to be truly gentle, you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. So how do we do that? Well, I think 
uh, the most elementary way is to everybody has this feeling of, well, I know that's not right. You know, when a two-year-old puts their hand in the cookie jar after their mom asks them not to, they know they're not supposed to. That's why they do it. Because we're all, we were born with the laws of God written on our heart. And so um, if you want to learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, be sensitive to what the Bible calls conviction. Be sensitive to that, that feeling of I messed up. And so if you're, if you're going to learn how to be, to hold true to the voice of God, to the Holy Spirit, when you mess up, be quick to repent, be quick to ask for forgiveness and go back to that center of listening to the Holy Spirit. So if you've been to, if you've, if you were too abrasive today, man, ask God to forgive you and then go to the person that you, maybe you were abrasive with and ask them for forgiveness and then come back to that place of listening to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you were too passive in a, in a situation today. Well, listen to the Holy Spirit. Maybe he wanted you to say something that was maybe going to be a little bit offensive, but was still the truth and it was still done in love but you passed the opportunity because you wanted everyone to accept you, ask God to forgive you, and then maybe call that person and say, I wasn't totally honest with you today. That's how you're, that's how you begin to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So then when you're presented in, in the moment opportunity, it becomes much easier. <clears throat> so uh, that's how you stay attuned to the Holy Spirit. We want to encourage you to, uh, we love it when, when you interact with us, um, we love to, to talk to you. So we would love for you to leave a comment below and, uh, shoot us an email. If a comment is too, um, too public, uh, shoot us an email at Bible bros at gotbrew.net.com.net. Got brew at biblebros.net. It'll pop up. Turn around and flip it. And it really blesses us when you subscribe and uh, share it with somebody that, that could uh, that this could be useful. And so, um, on behalf of all three of us and uh, all of the the caffeine that we've been drinking, thanks so much. And we hope you guys have a great, great, great rest of your day. Peace. Cheerio.